This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. We're holding over here in the Agatha's about um, it's Toiv uh, Ayin and so on. It's um, it's segued off the it's on Lamed Chesamet Beis. It's segued off the Dinner Berchas Kohanim and so on. And it spoke about Tovayin and so on. So we'll see a little bit. There's there's a series of shot. There's a series of Chazal over here on Tovayin and Nat. It's Lamed Chesamet Beis. I, I don't have the the Nyaka version in front of me. We'll read it from the Gemara. Um, you give a koishal bracha only to tov ayin, shneme tov ayin hu yivorach, kinosim and lachmer ladal, al tikri yivorach, ala yivorach. So tov ayin is one of its mevorach. How do you know that even birds recognize someone who is um, stingy? That you're putting up an, um, a, a, a net for no reason um, for the birds if you are at Sar Ayin. Then it says, and so on. So, Reb Shemalevi has former Maram over here, all dealing with people that are Tzari Ayin and how bad Tzari Ayin is, etc. That's the, the Mayim over here. So let's take a look at the morale, um, what the, the these different uh, Inyanim. The first one is a noisin koisavachal toib Ayin. Pirush. Kibal Ayin ora hefecha We spoke about this last time. Um, uh, an Ayin ra is, is, in, in other words, Brocha is a person sees the unlimited potential in the Bria, that's an ayin tov. person looks at something and he sees chiyos and he sees toiv. Whatever I look at, I find it to be positive. I once heard um, of all the people, I, I heard this from Reb Tzvi Yehuda Cook. I never went to any of his or anything, but I was at a bris where he spoke. It was a Talmud of his. And he said, uh, I like the... Uh, the the what it, the Hagdari gave, he said, tov ayin means a sympathetic cook of the bria, a a positive, I guess they literally a sympathetic, empathetic probably is a better way of saying it in, in English, an empathetic look at the world. In other words, a person who's a tov ayin, his perspective is he sees tov in the bria. He sees it in the people around him. He sees it in the things. He, he sees the positive in the world. That's a tov ayin. His eye is sensitive to the tov and the bria. 
uh, uh, Ayn Ra is somebody who is sees everything as bad. Bracha is the process of opening up potential in the Bria. And if a person sees Toiv in the Bria, that seeing opens up the potential. Um, it says by Kaddish Baruch Hu, it says that, you know, so the Ramban says that the kim of the Bria is totally in the, in the, in the, in the re'i of the Bria. In other words, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu saw the Bria, that gives it its kiyum. So it means that um, everything that is ongoing in the Bria is appropriately described in terms of Re'iya. So a person who sees Toiv in the Bria, it can develop it. It, it, it allows it to blossom. This is certainly true in human behavior. There's no need to, 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 to talk about it. It's obvious. But it's true in everything. So to give a koishal bracha to someone who's ayin ra, pardon the pun, is a bracha of atala. It's, it's like he's not a mavarech, this person. He, he, he doesn't... Well, so the morale is very quickly here um, incorporating a few of the halachas of a kaisal bracha. One is a person is supposed to gaze into the kaisal bracha, and a kaisal bracha represents um, it, it, the Akadish Baruch Hu's giving. Now, on the one hand, a kais limits something. I put wine in a cup, it's limited. On the other hand, we know that a kaisal bracha is supposed to overflow. Um, it, it's it's something where over, it's ke'ilu, the, the bounty or the toiv overflows the gedarim shabbat. So true, I need to have some sort of framework to hold the toiv, but the toiv is a lot more than that. And, and, and so that's why these halachas, a koi shabbat has to be mole, and it has to be overflowing. You have to put, you give your eye in it, because that's what a koi shabbat is. It, it represents the shef of a that overflows. And since HaKadosh Baruch Hu judges us, HaKadosh Baruch Hu deals with us the way we, our, our Hanhagis are, so a person whose perspective on the world is positive, like I said before, the, the, the sympathetic cook of the Bria, the person has a, a look of toiv on the Bria, and he sees toiv, so, so it evokes a flow of toiv into the Bria. A person who looks around and sees Ra, it creates a shriveling effect. And and it's simple. That's one minor Shema Levi about Koishal Bracha. The next one is that the birds are makir in Surah Ayat. Now, um, the, uh, so he says, what's the Pshat? How do birds know whether a person is, has good meters or bad meters? Pirish, Kira Ayin Koka Koichel Shaloi Bemashu Balheda, Shemagia Hagosh Zoysa Philo Oifes Hashemayim. 
Birds can tell because there's a powerful effect. So he gives you a pshat, which I others say the same pshat, more simply, that the bird, the bird sees that you know there are houses where there's always food laying around. That the garbages are overflowing with food, so they they come there. They know they're used to that. In this house, there's always stuff laying around. And there's a chef of stuff. If somebody never leaves out food, never, there's no food out, and once he leaves out food, you smell a rat and you say to yourself, what does he want with it? It's like somebody's very guest friendly, he's inviting people a lot. So the fact that he invites you is, is, um, is not a chiddush. But if he never invites people and he comes once and says, I'd like to have you for Shabbos, you ask yourself, okay, uh, what does he want exactly? Um, the, 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 you know, the, the, so uh, somebody who is stingy, somebody who's very, very stingy does not, um, does not uh, um, leave out food and so on. For him to leave out food is very strange. Birds can have a sense that something's unusual and stay away from it. Um, the, the, uh, the, um, Ravens actually are, are supposed to be highly intelligent birds, and they can you they can figure out when people are trying to trick them. All, all sorts of they've done a lot of studies with ravens, especially that they can they can figure out all sorts of tricks and so on. So he says, um, even though the birds don't they're not intelligent, they don't understand it. It is in the Hanagasa Teva. Vizah Pirush Amiti, the Cholzem Nekitzor, Ayin Dovik Bemahed Shemurgash. It's 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 possible to tell it it it, it they radiate it in a certain way. I, I want I want to talk about this point a little bit. Um, my Rebbe Reb Chaim Shalevitz, he used to like to speak sometimes in sort of cryptic sentences, and he would say the following. It says that the Eishas Shunami says Ish Kaddish Tomit, that a very um, a holy man passes by. So Chazaleas, how did she know that he was very holy? So it says that she never found any stains on the on the uh, sheets, and there were no um, flies uh, around the table. In other words, there are two areas in the Rambam's safe of Kedusha. The Rambam deals with two topics only, Macholas Asuris and Isuribia. He um, those are the only those are the two categories of Kedusha. Both of them a type of Taiva, and the Hefech of it is Kedusha. So Chazal gave two Simonim that the two Simonim that she knew was Kaddish was the Zahirus in Isuribia and 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 the Zahirus in 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 Machalas Asuris. That's what Gemara says. So Chaim asked. Mela, okay, she didn't find any stains. Okay, that's obvious. But how did the flies know if he's an Ish Kaddish or not? 
That was his question. That's how he, he phrased the question. And if I'm if I remember correctly, his phrasing was a fly nose, something like that. That that was his uh, phrase. Um, it, 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 I, I I believe what he meant is as follows. And, and you know, Chaim liked speaking that way. He would sometimes say he, he would a lot of times even his halachashir would give a paradox in his lamdashir, and he would say, "You don't understand. I do understand." And um, that was the the way he would phrase it sometimes. But I think what he meant is as follows. And let's give an example. If I if I'm asked about a certain person, um, is this person a good person or not a good person? Um, so yeah. what I need to do is I need to um, review. What do I understand? I, I need to find all of the, all of the different possibilities. Yeah, put away all your stuff from the wash. What? Why don't you put away your stuff from the wash? Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Why is it? You have to okay. put your stuff. I messaged him. I messaged Okay. I'll call upon him. The, the, um, let's say, um, so how do I decide if a person is a good person or not? I figure out all the times that we've had interaction. How has it gone? Um, I don't have to do it consciously, but I have like a little editing machine that adds up to positive interactions and negative interactions and so on. But a child will also stay away from somebody. They'll, you'll see there'll be people that the children will get very scared from and move away from, um, which means this is talking about even a two or three-year-old. And, and the reason is because being, even though, or being that, they don't have a conscious decision-making process. They depend on a sort of intuitive picking up of something that the person radiates. The person radiates a type of, um, what's the right word? A type of expression, feeling, something about him that the person, that the person radiates uh, a, a, a um, um, a negative sense, and a child who deals with intuition will pick up that radiation. He's going to he's going to uh, say, uh, you know what, I I don't like this this person. The child does not have the cognitive ability to be able to uh, make that decision. But there's something about the person, his expressions, his mannerisms, whatever you want to say, it radiates a certain sense. Um, a good businessman is, is he has people working in his office who run the numbers, crunch the numbers and, and so on and so forth. And that's a, a sort of a, a decision. But at the end of the day, there'll be a certain intuitive feel about the people involved and about, about something about it that, that um, you don't like uh, or you do like and you'll go with it. Sometimes right, sometimes wrong. But I'll upon him, there's another dagger. In other words, the the ayin sar ayin um, is something that leaves a mark on the person. It's not only a particular action that I put on the phone today, not put on the phone today. It's a certain personality, and it radiates because um, everything that has to do with a person radiates, and therefore the birds, even though they are not such a, um, they're not such big chachamim, but since they have to pick it up with 
with them with their with their senses with their intuition they pick it up there's an expression in yiddish um a kind waste various goods if if um, if a child naturally is at ease with an adult it's a sign that the adult is a good person um again there's a certain intuitive feel about who's a nice person who's a mean person and so on there's another place where the morale speaks about this where he he always says birds are used to um to describe a more ruchnistic entity you know bali kanaf describes malachim sometimes malachim fly the birds are something that are not physically um they don't have a physical chimer that they're more it, it, they represent something ruchni so it, that's also a possibility as to why it's like that okay finally the last one it says i'm sure malavia says if you take from it sorry and so on so the posture shot in the gemara here is um that you're taken from somebody who doesn't want to give if you if you know somebody to to take from someone who is giving only because pro forma he has to give is pasnish so in, in a certain sense if he's not giving belief shalom then there's a gnevedika aspect to it um and that's the uh, 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 that's one possible shot i think that's more pashtab shot ral has another point oiva balav pirish kol kach koyach tsar ein dovak boy ahede Let's talk about the first point over here. So Maral translates this a lot more, um, in a, a lot more, or ruchnistic uh, away. Um, it the the um, there's a there's an assumption there's a klal that things it, it, things have some shares to the mocker, and there was a big by by certain um, big people not to take money from a mocker that they weren't comfortable with. And it's changed over, you know, the yeshiva being supported by someone who is, um, who is behedian, oiketer, mitzvahs. You know, it's, 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 it's one of those areas where in halacha, it's not clear problem, but there's a hargasha that from bad, no good will come out. So, so if, if, a, if the entity that's supporting X or Y or Z is bad, then uh, it's something that is can't give bracha, um, and and the, it's a struggle because obviously institutions need a lot of money to exist, and the the, uh, the sources of the money ranges in all types of people, and when do you draw the line? When do you say I have the possibility to do X, Y, Z with the money, and not do it because of something that just argasha? That, that's that's. You know that's up to a person who needs to make that decision, and to say you know that there were some that didn't take money from Chalas Shabbos. If you wouldn't take money from Chalas Shabbos, most institutions would not would not exist. Um, do you have a right to, to say it when there's no halacha like that? Those are, those are all points that people have to make decisions on. 
but the idea that from that that there's a certain hashba. So so if the person who's giving the money is tsar ayin, since the person himself is hefech from bracha, then nothing bracha will sprout from it. Um, it's 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 it, 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 your your klal gadol is wherever whatever your source is, wherever you're coming from, you you're not going to be more than that or better than that. Uh, like in genetics, you, you you can't have something your parents did not possess. You can some of some of their genes can can become dominant genes in you. Some of it can be expressed, but a gene that your parents did not have, the normal circumstances you don't have. So here also there's this sense that things that come from a mokram, and it's especially this nekud of bracha, that if this money is something that is a klola, um, it's it's a person who whose bracha is whose possessions are sterile. They don't have bracha to themselves. Then no bracha will come from it. That's that's the that's the first. So he says he's a balheda legamri ve'ein so nothing good will come out of it. It's going to be, it's going to, what will come out of it is going to be not good. The other one he says is one is that's the lab. And he adds a second one. It says so what's that extra connection in the second lab? The first one is al-tilochim means don't take bread from him. And that's like the first shot that he said. Don't, um, you, you can't expect toiv to come out on its raw. The second one, it says, When a person is nene from something, when a person enjoys something, he himself becomes attached to it. In other words, um, the, 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 it's ki'ilu, you feel the good that there is since this person was stingy and he didn't give and so on and so forth. Therefore, there's a lot of money to be had. So the person gains a certain, let's call it appetite for that type of anhaga. So, so the, the, the first one is just don't take from it because no good will come out of it. The second one that he says over here is that you yourself become affected by it. So, so for instance, if a person if a person takes money from people that are dishonest, uh, um, and so on. So, one thing is, if we really believe by Munishlema that money that's stolen, nothing will come out of it. We wouldn't take it. The second thing is, I can't but help think that cutting corners is a good way to to get ahead. Look. Um, there's, there's, you know, the, the, the faucet is open and money is coming because this person learned how to get things he shouldn't. So it's not only that the money is not, is not good, but I become somewhere along the line um, attracted to it. That's the word for it. So I become attracted to it because of it. Finally, the last one is Rufa, but the only reason being an Rufa. Um, so he says, the, what's so morale explains so one shot in the Gemara is very simple that had they given him mazain and had they given him you know what he needed then he would not have a, gotten into the mess 
um, they did not do right by this guest. They didn't give him food. They weren't allowed him and so on. Therefore, they need to bring Agla Rufa. That's a simple pshat. But Oydin says another pshat. And this is um, a, a, a pshat, again, on a more ruchnistical level, that people at Surya Ayin, they, 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 they dry out growth in the world. They dry out, no toiv, no bracha comes. So, so, so it's more than just that they didn't practically give him food or whatever it is, but the very fact that they that this is the way they dealt with him. Their interaction with anybody is, I wish he weren't here. He's only trouble. He's no good. He's a drain. That's my that's my interaction with the person. And the mela um, that that has an effect. And so it's a much more ruthless idea, but it's still that effect. Okay, we'll hold it over here and um, be safe.